I made dinner. Or I got this gift card to Olive Garden, and it's got seven bucks left on it. That joke would have been so good if you hadn't fucking <laughs> actually corrected me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I don't use the, the Craigslist. I've been uh, frequenting my local library. It's, uh, it's what I do for women, because librarians are super sexy. Oh, my God. I got this fantasy where I'm at the library, and uh-oh, uh -huh, my books are overdue. How am I supposed to pay these late fees? Mm. And we'll be getting it on right in the middle of the reference section, and she'll be like, oh, oh, and I'll be like, shh. <laughs> that joke wasn't directed at you. You just happened to be sitting right there as I was finishing the joke. And you happen to look like a sexy librarian, but that's not what I was going for, guys. I picked you for that joke, even though there was two other women wearing glasses. You just <laughs> you got that librarian vibe. Uh, the reference section is the sexiest section. A lot of people will tell you it's an adult nonfiction. Not true. That's where you want to go if you want to get your freak on, right? But if you want to really want to make love Titanic style, you go to the reference section. Trust me, I've done the research. Where did I do the research? <laughs> on Google. Where else do Where else do you do research? Come on, y'all. <laughs> uh, so I'm a, I'm a skinny dude, but I'm not unhealthy. I'm in fantastic shape. If I took my shirt off right now, you'd be like, whoa, this dude is cut like fresh grass. Oh my God. He is cut like taxes for the wealthiest 1%. Oh my. <laughs> Maybe San Francisco is not the best place to do a one percenter joke. <laughs> There's a couple one percenters in here. <laughs> One more. This dude's abs are like the earth, flat. <laughs> All right. Got some flat earthers here. Hell yeah, this is my audience right here. Oh, I will take off an article of clothing for every laugh that I get. That's what I'll, uh, oh, that counts. No, no I'm kidding, I'm not, I'm not stripping here. Uh, is it, once you get in shape, like, you always look for an excuse to take off your shirt. Like, dang, it is warm in here. I need to take my shirt off. <laughs> Shit, oh, I spilled a drink on myself. I need to take my shirt off. Oh, shit, is it Kwanzaa? I need to take my shirt off. <laughs> if you're not laughing at that joke, you're racist. That's uh, how it works. Uh, I was uh, not always this handsome pile of man you see before you. Uh, thank you. Uh, I was I was a very ugly teenager. I was a skinny kid, skinny Asian kid with very long hair. I had hair way down to here and as poofy as an afro. I looked like it looked like a, a lemon lollipop that fell on a barbershop floor. That's that's my grossest joke right there. That's a uh, uh, but it was okay. It was okay. I, I didn't mind. You know, it was like. I was an ugly kid, and, and now I'm a be little bit better looking. I realize that it doesn't, handsome men can do the bare minimum and get credit for it. Like if a handsome dude posts a picture of their nephew, girls will go, oh my God, he is so great with kids. What a role model. If you were an ugly dude, you gotta save an orphan from a building, like a burning building. Even then, women will be like, why is he touching a kid? That's hella creepy, right? 
Everybody's wondering, like, how come we're just now mad at R. Kelly 20 years later? Uh, because he's balding and doesn't have abs anymore. That's it, guys. I'm just saying, justice is coming for Chris Brown in like 20 years, okay? Just wait, Chris Brown. <laughs> it's just, and I, by, by the way, like, men are shallow too. Don't get me wrong. Like, if I was a pretty woman, I wouldn't even learn how to read. I would just have men buy me shit. Like, we're really dumb. Like, we're really dumb. But women are shallow in that they don't know that they're shallow. They'll lie to themselves. Like, a hot guy will say, like, a hot guy knows a lot about you. Well, then he's sweet. But if an ugly dude knows a lot about you, he's a stalker, right? If a hot guy uh, is an asshole, then he's a badass. If an ugly guy is an asshole, well, he's just an asshole. Uh, I don't have a punchline here. Now I'm just ranting. This is just, <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, all right, I'm done talking about my uh, body issues. Let's talk about some other people's issues. Uh, I have a girlfriend, the dating app jokes I wrote when I was single. I, I was funnier when I was single. What can I say, guys? It's just, this is how it is. Uh, love will really kill your comedy career. So anyways, my girlfriend, uh, she has eczema. She's very allergic to shrimp. Here's the problem. Shrimp is delicious. Uh, I love shrimp. And so if she eats shrimp, she gets a rash. And I know this. Uh, and I don't want her to get a rash. But I ain't about to tell her what to do with her body. I'm not Congress. Uh. <laughs> yeah. But I also know that if she eats shrimp, then she's not gonna wanna have sex later because a woman needs to feel sexy in order to have sex. Men don't need to feel, we don't need to feel. That's, we're just, <laughs> we're good. If I was in a coma, I'm still down, you know? <laughs> like, bring it on. Uh, so yeah, I have a girlfriend. We did not meet at the library on a dating app. It was actually a Southwest flight. Yes, I was in Group C. Some of y'all know. Yeah, see, exactly. Some of y'all know what that means already. Uh, group C means three things. One, uh, I waited till the last second to check in. Two, I'm probably getting a middle seat. Three, I do not have my life together. <laughs> Group A people got their lives together, right? Group A people know what the word fiduciary means. <laughs> Group C people laugh when we hear the phrase penal code. <laughs> All right, got some Group C people here, hell yeah. <laughs> a... Group A people eat fancy foods. They eat charcuterie and caviar and vegetables. <laughs> Group C people have a favorite flavor of Hot Pockets. <laughs> Group A people got a 401k and a retirement plan. Group C people are paying off student loans for a degree we did not finish. <laughs> okay, the last joke hit close to home for some of y'all. <laughs> Suddenly got quiet. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, she, I was, uh, she was, she's a group A person, right? She got the window seat. I was in group C, so I got the middle seat next to her. 
she knows I'm group C. Like, I'm not hiding anything right here. Like, she knows I don't have my shit together. Uh, but here's what I did. Here's my line. And by the way, it's a lot of pressure to fucking hit on somebody when there's another person to your left of you. Like, okay. <laughs> like, and if I get shot down, like, this is, it's a four-hour flight to Albuquerque, okay? I cannot <laughs> enter New Mexico on a note of rejection. So... I got to make it tight, right? So what I did was I looked at her bag and I said, oh, you pack light. She just had a purse. She's like, no, actually, uh, I, I, I brought some luggage with me to carry on. Do you have any baggage? And I, in my head, I'm like, I have so much baggage. <laughs> but instead, what I did was uh, I opened up my backpack and I showed her the 10 pounds of stir fry that my mom had packed for me. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Asian kids and Jewish kids get this joke. And if you are an Asian Jew, you have snacks on you right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then I, uh, I asked her out and uh, we, we, we went out and not to lunch because obviously my mom packed a lunch for me. So uh, it's, it's been going well. We're about to celebrate two years this month. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to boyfriend the shit out of her. You guys don't know. I'm, I'm going to fuck that shit up, right? I'm going to romance. I'm, I'm romantic as a motherfucker. You don't know, man. Uh, I don't have anything planned. Not really. <laughs> if you have ideas, this is really why I'm doing this show is because I am out of ideas. Uh, we went and saw Beyonce last September. Yeah, well, like at a concert, not like we didn't meet and yeah. I, I just feel like I should be good for like the next five years. Do I have to do anything? All right, <laughs> good. Uh, we're, we're boring. We're a boring couple. And by the way, like that's not a bad thing. I like being boring. We bought uh, a dehumidifier and oh my God, I have never felt closer to another human being than when I am emptying out this dehumidifier. It is just, there's so much water and we pour it into the sink and it looks like that, like the fucking waterfall in Jurassic Park. It's just beautiful. Okay, I guess you guys like moisture. Okay, this is a moisture crowd. I see how it is. Um, <clears throat> how long do you want me to go? Keep going? Or? Oh, really? Fuck, this is my Netflix special. You guys are just... <laughs> Oh, sh too bad. I just bumped you. This is, uh, no, this is <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, I'll just start over. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Of course, she will be standing to the left, to the left when we <laughs> hold hands. All right, I'm going to try to, we're going to take a step back from all this. Uh, this is my idea for a Beyonce-themed vegetarian restaurant. Menu items include all the single lentils, <coughs> tofu the left, and say my grain. There you go. Uh, let's just all agree that Destiny's Child songs are basically Beyonce songs, aren't they? They should have just called that group Beyonce and her summer interns. <laughs> oh, this, this this comes with a bonus joke. And to drink, we will be serving lemonade. There you go. You're grown to make me stronger, okay? If you don't like puns, you're going to hate the rest of this set, just so y'all know. 
okay. How am I gonna close this one out, folks? Uh, I do have. I, I, I first off, I'm I'm 33 years old. Uh, I know I look young. I could pass as a Pokemon trainer. I get that, <laughs> guys. Uh, I still get pimples too. Oh my God, my face is so oily. The U.S. wants to invade it. That's uh. Okay. This is a Trump crowd, Jesus. Uh, I do, uh, here's why I wanna end it, is one, celebrating Pam's dope ass socks. Uh, but we lost somebody very, very near and dear to us. I'm a nerd, uh, like comic books and video games. I don't, I don't even need to say that. Y'all can just look at me and be like, yeah, this dude likes comic books and video games. Uh, but yesterday, Peter Mayhew, the actor who played Chewbacca, died. Uh, so I just, instead of a moment of silence, let's just all take a moment of Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Uh, not all of you can roll your R's. That's just what I learned in that bit. It is mostly white people in here, so uh, we'll take that one. Uh, Pam did a, a really, I don't, you guys came in, you didn't see her stretch. It was really cool. Like a, the leg stretch thing? I'm not gonna try it, but I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna show off my yoga pose. This is a, this is a, a great thing to do for radio is a yoga pose. Here we go. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you very much. KJ, everyone, that was amazing. I learned how to do that as a kid, but I thought it was gymnastics. I didn't know it was yoga. That was crazy. That was awesome. You're still old and you can do it. Here, I'll show you my trick. This is the thing. So I know that I'm old when three things happen. One, I don't fit into my cheerleading costumes anymore. That means I'm old, number one, because this is from 1991, and it's, you know, okay, I'm 44. Two, I can still do this. See if I can. I'm going to use this as a little balance. Look at my pubic hair, too, while I do it. Okay. Okay. So I can do that too. And I can also do cartwheels and handstands. So I can do four things. Yay! But whenever I can't do those things, I'm gonna be like, I am old. Uh-oh. So I hope that I'm like 70 and I'm still doing cart cartwheels and handstands. And small children are confused everywhere. <laughs> you just have to keep the, the one thing that's gonna make you old, you have to stay flexible, honestly. All the old people die because they break their hips, they fall down because they're not flexible anymore, and then they trip and fall. Just you young people, you don't even know. Just keep stretching. Flossing and stretching. Flossing and stretching are going to save you. Seriously, flossing and stretching. It's like the weirdest. No one's going to make you floss, but like you really have to floss. <laughs> Although when the apocalypse happens, I'm really excited because I'm going to take all the leftover floss that no one used and I'm going to make it into tiny nooses and I'm going to trap all the pigeons because pigeon is just another word for squab and the French eat squab and the Egyptians eat squab and I'm going to have tons of squab. I'm going to be living large in the apocalypse. I'm going to be murdering squabs. Boom. Everyone's be like, oh, we want one of your squabs. I'm like, yeah, we go to the fig tree and we stuff it with figs and we roast it over an open fire. Yes. We're going to be okay in the apocalypse, everyone, because I was a Girl Scout, too. I wasn't just a cheerleader. Your last comedian of the night. What a pleasure. I actually don't know her very well, but you com she, she contacted me because she was like, yeah, like body issues. Let's fucking do it. And I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Put your hands together, everybody, for Chloe Matonis. Wow, thanks, guys. Hey, let's give it up for Pam and her cool skirt. Yeah. yeah. And let's give it up for you guys for being here. Yeah? Yeah. 
Okay, rule of threes, one more. Let's give it up for this beautiful avocado. Yeah. Uh, this was not planned. I bought too much produce this week, and I'm leaving town tomorrow for a week, and this became ripe today. Um, does someone want a perfect avocado? I do. <laughs> All right, here. Um, it's just, we'll put it, we'll put it there. All hail the avocado. Cool, guys, cool. Um, Pam, thank you for the PSA about flossing. I had a boyfriend in college. Uh, he didn't brush his teeth a lot. And I, would, I asked him, I was like, did, did you brush your teeth today? He's like, nah, but I ate yogurt. So that, that counts, right? And I was like, ooh, it's time for us to break up. <laughs> it was two years into the relationship when I realized he thought yogurt was equivalent to toothpaste. I don't whatever. Okay. Um, anyway, hey, guys. So, uh, yeah, I taught, contacted uh, Pam, excuse me, about uh, a month ago about this uh, show because uh, this is something that's very near and dear to me. I've been working through some body issue stuff for like the past decade, I guess. Most of my life, you know, that's how, how it goes. Um, yeah, so I am a little about me. I am a middle child, which means my parents love me a medium amount. Uh, and that was not enough. Um, yeah, so love me. Um, so start, let's start there. Um, it's a medium amount. If you're in Starbucks, that's a venti uh, with, with steamed almond milk because I'm hot and I'm vegan. So kapow. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I am a middle child, and I think I'm in a constant roast battle with my parents. Uh, they are winning. Yeah. I recently, when I was younger, I was kind of weird looking and generally car sick. I was always car sick for some reason. Uh, and I wanted to prove this to someone, so I texted my dad. I was like, can you send me a photo uh, for my awkward phase? And he texted me back a picture from Christmas last year. I was like... I was like, Dad, what? Yeah, yeah, what a dick. Um, I have a theory that my parents bullied me. I think they tag-teamed it growing up. Uh, my mom cut my hair really short. She told me it was most suitable for my, as she lovingly put it, bowling ball-shaped head. <laughs> and then my dad uh, got me to play basketball in an all-boys basketball league for five years, ages 8 to 13, yeah. Um, yeah, whew. <laughs> I was taller than all the boys because I hit puberty first, uh, so that was a bonus. I was the power forward. <laughs> he nicknamed me White Chocolate Thunder. <laughs> I averaged probably uh, four. Where am I? There's a stand. I averaged probably four points a season, you guys. Now here's the real kicker, though. I was good. I was enthusiastic, and uh, he thought he taught me how to set picks. You know, so I would set picks like this. Uh, <laughs> But I didn't know that this was to like protect the balls that I didn't have. Uh, and I, once again, I was the only girl and I had really short hair. Um, and I just, it was really, I think it kind of fucked with my head a little, you know, being on the brink of puberty and getting crushes on these boys that thought I was a boy. Uh, and I think that's where things got a little weird. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I so so I was always car sick growing up for some reason. I was really nauseous, and I think I developed bulimia later on, and I think it was kind of a smooth transition. Um, I, I was thinking about, after you contact, you posted about the show, I was thinking about it. I was like, why did I get some issues? And I was like, it just kind of, yeah, there, it just, it was, it was, I was like, oh, close, throwing up again. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so my parents, my parents are dicks. Um, my mom is very wise, though. She uh, gave me good advice. She told me to uh, treat men like Baskin-Robbins ice cream flavors. 
Have you guys heard this? You have to try all 31 flavors before you commit to buying a cone, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so she was like, oh, date a lot, you know, try every flavor of ice cream, but just don't get fat, because then the ice cream won't want to fuck you. <laughs> I was like, cool, mom, okay, mixed messages here, mixed messages. Uh, power forward. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, so I've been working through some body stuff, um, and I've always been really into like dieting. I've been trying different diets my whole life, you know, because body issues never really go away. I think you just kind of learn to cope with them in different ways. I don't know if anyone here is that's relatable to anyone, but you know, you're like, oh, I'm gonna try being keto now, and I'm gonna be vegan and whatever. Um, Where's I going with this? I'm doing a diet right now, actually. Uh, it's this weird diet. It's like vegan keto. I'm basically only eating nuts and seeds, but I own, but I eat as many nuts as I want to, and I eat as much seed as I want to. And you guys, it's not working. Yeah, she got it. <laughs> Kapow! <laughs> Someone once told me, they're like, Chloe, you can't be vegetarian because sucking dick still counts as eating meat. And I was like, not white meat. <laughs> I was like, white meat does not count. That's it. That's the punchline. Um, yeah, anyway, so I'm on this new diet. Uh, I am vegan, though. I'm actually vegan. I was raised uh, pretty much vegetarian. Um, now I'm vegan. I'm just going to say it one more time. I'm vegan, guys. <laughs> Those are the rule. They're rules of vegan club. First rule, one, we exist. Second rule of vegan club, you got to talk about it. Always got to talk about it. And the third rule of vegan club is if no one sees you eat it, it doesn't count. <laughs> Thank you. My roommates hate that one. They'll be like, Chloe, did you eat my leftover meatball sub? And I'm like, nah, nuts and seeds. Check my Instagram. I've been posting this shit everywhere. <laughs> I love it. Just wolf it down. I love peanut butter. Does anyone else eat peanut like? It's, yeah, I got a thumbs up from Dan in the back. Um, yeah, it's a very love-hate relationship. I have no joke here. It's just I, I love peanut butter. I don't know what to say. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, my grandmother is very wise. She's very into health food. Uh, she always tells me when she hangs up the phone, like this is her sign out, is, now remember, Chloe, keep your morals high and your junk food low. <laughs> I'm like, get high and drop it low. You got it, Grandma. Boop. <laughs> She's like, no, that's not what I said. <laughs> um, I do follow her advice, though. I am very healthy. I am very healthy. I also smoke a lot of weed, you guys. Yeah. Where's that bong at? Just kidding. Um, well, it's over there. We'll, we'll work it out later. We'll, we'll see you later. I'll see you after the show. Um, but it, it's a weird combo, you know, because I get high and I get the munchies, and then I eat things like barrels of apples, and like I wake up with jars of almond butter like on my hands. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> Uh, I eat blocks of cold tofu. It's weird, you guys. It's weird. It's <laughs> relatable. Uh, yeah, it's it's um it's just squishy. It's nice. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess my body is a temple, and my mind is like the NASA space center. You know. You know, like it's far away. We don't know what's going on up there, and it could be shut down any day now. <laughs> um, I'm also really into exercise. You guys, I love exercise. I think running is really great. Anyone else here run? Oh, okay, cool. Oh, we got some claps. Okay. Well, everyone exercise. Yeah, let's do that. I don't know what to do. Okay. Uh, yeah, I love running. I love running. I'm trying to get my boyfriend to uh, run with me more. Uh, he's he's he likes it. He just doesn't. Um, he has a problem with wearing the leash. You know. <laughs> 
So we were just trying to, we're working on that, and we're working on that. He's got to be a, he's going to be a good boy. <laughs> um, my sister is a uh, is a long distance runner, and I kind of got into long distance running uh, from because of her as well. She was my co my captain growing up for cross country, um, and I don't I don't get why we enjoy it or do. I feel like I have to almost like why like there's must be something there's something in there that makes you feel like you just have to run for miles. I don't know, like, what's she running from? What am I running from? I don't know, once again, no punchline, but looking for answers, <laughs> please. <laughs> what am I running from? <laughs> Peanut butter, okay. Um, yeah, a lot of people think that I, talking about body image stuff, how people see you, uh, I think a lot of people think that I'm too blonde to be smart. I think those people might be onto something. <laughs> I have a really bad habit of hopping onto buses without checking where they're going. <laughs> Anyone else do that? No. Okay. Um, yeah. Sometimes I feel, sometimes I feel like a feminist Barbie, you know, that uh, got discontinued because no, because <laughs> no one was buying it. <laughs> I treat myself like that too, you know. I have a lot of outfit changes throughout the day. You know, I'm like, I'm a working lady now. Take me seriously. <laughs> And then I put on my yoga clothes. I'm like, I'm at the gym now. Take me seriously. And then I do comedy at night. And I'm like, I'm a comedy lady. Laugh at me. <laughs> seriously. Uh, thank you, Christina. <laughs> Christina actually knew me growing up. I was always cars. I was always throwing up, right? <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, jokes. Okay. Whew. Um, yeah, anyway, exercise is important. I love it when people say they want to get into... Sh Thanks, Christina. I love it when people say they want to get into... Let's ignore that. We'll, we'll, we'll run away from that later. Um, I got to go run, guys. Um, just start stretching. I love when people say they want to get in shape. They tell me, they're like, I want to really get into shape. I go, oh, cool. What shape do you want to be? I want to be triangle shaped, you know, because then I'll look like the girl on the bathroom sign and people will finally want to come inside of me. You know? So, um, yeah. Anyway, I'll, uh, yeah, all right. Some self deprecating jokes, some, we're working through things, whatever. Um, I'll leave you guys with this. I don't want you to worry about me. You know, I'm a modern woman. I'm a feminist. I'm healthy. I'm figuring it out. Uh, I'm going to start my own business someday. You know, I just need some seed money. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start my own business. It's going to be a self-driving car business, you guys. It's going to be really good. Because uh, I recently realized any car is a self-driving car if you tie a brick to the gas pedal. Uh, much like myself. I don't know where it's going, but it's going there fast and recklessly. And that's it. I'm Chloe Matanos. Thanks so much. <laughs> Chloe Matonis, yay! Keep your hands clapping. You guys, clap your hands for all the comedians you saw tonight. Clap your hands for yourself. Say, yay us. Yay, you. I don't know any of you people. It's amazing that you're here. Thank you for 
whoever you're supporting or however you figured out this place exists, please make sure you join in our Instagram, Mutiny Radio SF. Like, follow us and tell your friends that we exist. And we're so cool, right? Yay! So, um, I've got, um, we're gonna, this is gonna be in, but I have a bunch of pot food and we can bring the bong out. So, if anybody wants to, like, smoke and be cool, we got that. We're just chilling. Um, we can tell jokes for each other or whatever. And I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave you guys with this last joke. Um, just cause we've been so, like, body positive. I want to be really body positive to the men who are uncircumcised, all right? Because I, I have a fet, I, it's not a fetish, it's fantasy about taking an uncircumcised dick and pulling it up and then pulling the foreskin up over the dick and then put whiskey in the foreskin, right? I want whiskey dick for real, okay? Thank you. Can I finally get what I want? It's twofold. One, <laughs> one, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross and you have to clean out all that schmegma. You know what I'm saying? And you just, alcohol cleans out the schmegma. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yay. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Yay. Thursday parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento.
Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. <laughs> know anything about it sorry <laughs> all so, on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you, you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said T- that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um yes you can also find us on social media m as in mary l as in larry p as in peter podcast mov podcast is our handle 
Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you 
comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets. $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience. Hey, pig.
got you? All I know is the letter says she'll be alive until 3 a.m. My CD isn't playing. We're having technical difficulties here already. Hey, it's, uh, Wednesday. It's that time. Time when... Why won't it play? What's going on? Uh, crazy. It's spinning. It's crazy. Letting you guys behind the curtain here of the AltaCat. Japanese dolphins. Uh, that is Kope always behind us, the Japanese Bjork. So if anyone was listening last week, we were just all over the map. Uh, Steve Poggi, literally all over the map, and uh, talking about situations and 
Anyways. Hey, the good news is I got my phone back. <laughs> if you guys heard about all that. Uh, last night, I went out to karaoke again. You know, I got to stop doing the dance break. They say that an addiction is when a behavior that you're doing gets in the way of you living the rest of your life. And I might be addicted to karaoke. It might be a problem. And I don't know if it's that I'm addicted to the karaoke or the dance break. You see, I should not dance anymore. I am too old. And every time I get on stage and I start doing the dance break, I hurt myself that I, uh, my tushy hurts from my Mexico karaoke fiasco. And uh, I hurt myself again last night singing The Reflex by Duran Duran. Sadly, my regular karaoke guy wasn't there. And so no live band backing there. But uh, whoever took his place did a fine job. And so did I. Uh, and again, uh, a lot of comedy last night, a lot of fun. Hit Tope, Grant and Green. OMG first, and then, and then I did karaoke. It's a problem. <laughs> or a solution, I'm not sure. Uh, but it's not, alcohol isn't the problem. I'm telling you, karaoke is the problem. Well, everybody, what is the problem with you and with us? What I mean by that is the U.S. What is going on? I, I didn't pay attention at all this week because uh, I can't. I just can't even, you know. I But I did um, pay my taxes, so that was great. It wasn't as scary and difficult as I thought. The tax hawk made very easy. And, uh, I mean, it, was, it wasn't as scary. I'm, I'm happy that I could... I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pam Dastics books the best That's of San Francisco. Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length. I forgot to turn the breaker off. Movie on YouTube with Mike. We are watching paint dry. It's been over one long year. year. Watching movies bad, strange, and weird. Commandeer. By Michael. Hi, this is Carl. I'm Mike's friend. I It is like Lord of the Rings. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. That theme song was courtesy of Carl. The other stuff playing over the beginning of the theme song was courtesy of me. (laughs) 
who still can't figure out this part. We are professionals, ladies and gentlemen. We are professionals. Carl, show your cards to the gentlemen and the ladies. Yeah, this is my professional mic card issued, Church of Mike. Oh, you know what? I'm losing you again. Okay, how about now? All right, yeah, better. All right, well, we are streaming this live here on February 25th. 2019, uh, we watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. You watch the movie and listen to our podcast at the same time. Oh, it's Sunday the 24th. There we go. Sunday the 24th of yeah. February. So don't that check's not going to clear till tomorrow, Carl. Okay, so I had, yeah, okay. Because you wrote the 25th on it. Okay. All right, so yeah, it's the 24th. And we are uh, going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You will watch the movie with us and listen to us at the same time. You have to. That's the, <laughs> that's the point. Carl's from New Jersey. Uh, he's a comedian. Carl, yeah. please let the people know how important it is to watch the movie and listen to us at the same time. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so thank you for that uh, opportunity to speak on this matter and issue because it's very important. Uh, you see, we want you to be our friend. Okay, but... We're hanging out together. We're not just being friends. So when we hang, we're all together. If you're watching what we're talking about, you're getting the full sense around experience. Do it. I agree. Let's watch a full-length movie. On Thank you, Carl. So we are going to watch a movie. What's the movie today, Carl? Uh, today you have chosen Gambling with Souls, 1936. That's what you should YouTube search for. Gambling with Souls. Gambling with Souls. Type that into YouTube. You'll see the 1936 version. And you said it was hosted by? Timeless Classic Movies. Ooh. GCM. Sorry, Carl, for that. It's like a... All right, we are prepared on our end to watch the movie. Okay. Uh, and we have to, uh, what we'll do is we'll have a countdown. How about that? Nice idea. Okay. Okay, okay I lost All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to brumba. Carl's classic joke that I just stole from him. Uh, we have the countdown king himself, host of the podcast, The Edge of Insanity, which you can find on your iTunes, or you can listen to it live on muniradio.fm two hours before our show. Yeah. Hi, Paul. What's well, happening, guys? Good to see you or good to hear you. <laughs> All right, Welcome. so Paul is in front of the uh, YouTube. We have clicked the link and we hit pause, and it's paused at 000. When Paul lets you know, go ahead and press play, and we'll watch the movie together. All right, guys, if you've listened to this before, and I know you have, you know the drill. That's right. Put your finger over that triangle, and in three, two, one, go. Ooh. Gambling with souls. It's a J.D. Ray. Oh, it's directed yeah. by J.D.K. as well. No, Purdue. No, he's Elmer Clifton. Oh, Elmer. Elmer. <laughs> That's exactly right. Back then, it was a pretty quick name. Ooh. Oh, yeah, Elmer sure. Elmy. El Elmster. The Elmster. Elmer Chew. That will be later. Now, this uh, producer... Um, He's he was president of Continental Pictures. I mean, he's just a producer of low-budget exploitation films in the 30s and 40s. You know the drill, Mike. You can show some messed up stuff in the end if you say this is bad. Don't do it. You shouldn't do right. this. It's bad. Well, that's that's the rule. That's why I love these movies because they do they do pay for their crimes, and we do get to watch their crimes too. Yeah, we get to watch the crimes. Like what's happening right now? 
cops. Yeah. They got a runaway case. Uh Uh-oh, they're raiding a joint. That's right. They're raiding a joint. So this is a legal gambling uh, den, I would imagine, hence the movie. Right. People wear tuxedos. Like, can you imagine being the tuxedo rental guy? And they'll be like, I would like to rent a tuxedo being the year 1936. And I'll be like, oh, are you going to the opera? Are you going to an illegal gambling (laughs) den? Right. I'm going to an illegal gambling den. Now, it's gambling, but it's also prostitution. That's a big, big part of it. Oh, well, here's the the prostitution prostitution. uh, suite. Look at this guy. He's spent. Check this guy out. Yeah. He's going to hide under the bed. We're also going to see the mic, the boom mic. Well, he, he paid good money to be under that bed. This dummy hid his big fat stomach underneath that bed. Do you think he's <laughs> oh, Carl, I'll be him? the same way, man. There'll be no way. <laughs> oh, that officer See? picked that up. Yeah. Oh, he wins. Get your fat ass out of there. See the boom mic shadow to the left on the door? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you found me. You caught me. Uh, you know, uh... I hope the guy came again after that. The cops come. You're like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's get... uh, Molly Murdoch. That's Molly Murdoch. She Molly Murdoch. Pardon this from yeah. The man without and fear. He's getting arrested. Oh, that's Matt. That I'm thinking of Matt Murdoch, uh, Daredevil. All right. See everyone in the tuxedos. See, come with me. He's got an axe. Wow, they all have tuxedos. I mean, all they had to do is go to the and tux hats. rental store, the cops. And hats, right. And hatches. Well, see, Mike, you keep saying the tuxedo rental store. That's our world today. Back then, just they owned it. tuxedos. Crazy. Hey, Carl, keep talking. I'm going to switch microphone, uh, headphones. Okay. Yeah, this is really important to audience. Uh, in today's world, we have tuxedo rental shops because no one's going to own one. Because you go to prom once, right. you have a wedding. Twice. You know. Two times now, you need a prom. There she is. She just shot and killed. She's deranged. What is her backstory? Pray tell. Right. Up Here's the newspapers. Uh-oh, what's it say? Oh, here's the morning sun. Lucky Wilder killed in a gam- his own gambling club. There's the evening mail. We covered morning Lucky and night Wilder. papers. Beauty kills gambler, Lucky Wilder. Lucky Wilder? Yeah, he's dead. Not so lucky after all. Yeah, not so lucky now, Wilder. <laughs> Where's your luck now, buddy? Oh, you'll get luck. There she is. This is Ms. May Miller, the killer, May Miller. And the district attorney is trying to get her to confess the killing, which she won't do. She won't do it. My story is innocent. You don't remember. You know, I have to admit, there's right no here, soundtrack behind this movie. Bad. There's more dead air in this movie than on our show. Now, this is really stupid dialogue. Watch him ask these questions. All right. You hear that background? That's the movie. Okay. You know yeah. who I am? Here we but go. But you do know you're Mrs. Miller, don't you? The killer? Yeah, knows her own name. And you know who I am, don't you? Asshole cop. Yeah. the name of a guy. You're the district attorney. Well, you don't remember killing him. You know And yet you don't remember killing Frank Wilder. Now, isn't that strange? He's such a moron. How did he get a job? <laughs> he went to law school. He went to law school for that? Oh, man. What a dumb dumb. Husband. May's husband, the doctor. He's a nice man. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of money. So the poor husband in this movie, right? Because his wife went and killed someone? How can he live? Oh, I would love to hear his story. 
Oh, so is there he um, is a medical student who's just now becoming a doctor, so he's not established, so he doesn't have money. Oh, I see. So he she ruined his career. This is a good movie so far. It's really interesting she, about this guy. Uh, I don't know if she ruined his career. No, but um, yeah. Well, you'll see how he plays out. He's well, uh, he's the poor guy. He's the poor guy throughout the whole movie. And they're at a police station, and there's a picture of President Abraham Lincoln on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. a globe. I wouldn't say that globe is old, but you know, there's like yeah, we know that sea serpents in there. Wrong, and the way it's drawn. Okay, she goes. That woman, Molly Murdoch. She's bum, the bum, one. Okay, bum. flashback. Uh, another flashback of a flashback. So we don't learn why, She's but Molly girls. and her are good friends. Oh, well, maybe they but went we never to learn, nurse school. Like how they met or anything. They were they were at the pharmacy having a soda. And that's how they met. There sitting in the chair is Carolyn. She's the sister, and we need to know who she is. Now we get to see May naked for no reason, just in her panties. Right, which no is right reason. now. It's a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's something really weird. The, uh, the vanity that you see there. Oh, I'm, not, I'm looking at the vanity right now. That would go on to be appear in Reefer Madness. Oh, interesting. Wait, Reefer Madness was 1933 or 36? Same year. Yeah, this movie does fit the whole scare films of the 1930s. Reefer Madness. One more thing that's interesting about that Reefer Madness connection, the vanity will appear in Reefer Madness, but the person who owns it is the character's also named May. Huh. May's a tea head, I guess. She's a gambling and marijuana freak. (laughs) Right. M A E, marijuana and <laughs> the bet. house that we're in right now, it would go on to also appear in Slaves in Bondage, 1937. Same director, same producer. Man, <laughs> he just shot it in his house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm the babysitter. Great. Bring the kids upstairs to the second floor. We're shooting it out here. Because yeah. I'm going to put you in bondage, slave. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Look at her pouting out butt. Okay, so now we're establishing that the doctor husband's a great guy. He's a great because guy. Because a concerned mom is calling, saying, my son is sick. House call, please. And he goes, I have to leave, baby. <laughs> Some kids got polio. <laughs> a horny housewife called me. I have to make a house call. Oh, be careful. Oh, what is a girl to do all alone? Gamble. Hmm. Well, I could go gambling. Oh, now we're back at the police station. Yeah. Yeah. So she's done with the flashback in her flashback. Well, she's accusing Molly Murdoch, and it's the honest truth, of like being the one who hooked her and got her in the trouble uh-huh. for her own profit. Yeah. Look, I know the story. I sued Scratchers. It's not going to work out for her. <laughs> Scratch your eyes out. Roll them. Okay, Roll. here's something really weird about our... It's, it, this, this 1936 America, it's almost like a different country. It has such a different culture than we so have. So weird. We are at a lawn party for the rich, and they're watching a boxing match. Oh. Oh, at the Ritz. The hotel? The money, the wealthy, the wealthy. We are at a oh. garden party. Club. I got wealthy you. people. Yeah. And 
for their entertainment, they didn't get a clown. They got a boxing match. Is this a boxing match to the death? Now, look yeah. at that. They've thrown the footage in there. You can see it says photo stock uh, written over it. Yep. So what's happening here is is um, May is uh, playing cards like bridge. It's kind of like gambling. I don't know. There's gambling in it somehow. It's a four-player game. And uh, this Molly Murdoch is her friend. And, and she makes sure that May wins. Ah, because then she's like, it, "You're on a winning streak. You should come to the club and win more." It's Molly's game. Molly's game. Whoa! And the boxing match is over. <laughs> Goodbye, plot point. That was a good boxing match. They should. Right now, she's doing it. She's like, "You've been lucky today. If I were you, I'd follow through." Yeah, gotta what, play what through. Do you mean? What does that mean? Follow through. Oh, you got to let it ride. Yeah, you got to let it ride, darling. Yeah. Go bet on something else. All righty. I'll go to the illegal gambling den in my local town and gamble on roulette. Mm-hmm. So right now she's saying to the guy, like, oh, how innocent I was. Oh, what an easy mark. I wanted the luxuries my husband could not afford. You were struggling so hard. Oh, but she just wanted the cash. Right. The high life. Now, this director worked with D.W. Griffin. Griffith. Oh. D.W. Griffith. Yeah, they, they were both in the clan? Well, yes. He actually, at this Elmer Clifton, the director, was an actor at the time. He appeared in Birth of a Nation. Uh-huh. And another D.W. Griffin that's not... Oh, Intolerance. Oh, Intolerance. Which, you know what? Isn't that like nine hours? It's a nine-hour movie, I, I think. No, no, I never saw it. Of course, I saw Birth of a Nation, but where, where did you see Birth of a Nation? Was that school? No, it was um, Netflix. Not streaming. I got it, you know, in DVD in the mail. Oh, I got you. Yeah, you know, uh, I was watching a uh, Kino Cinema has a five DVD collection of early African American films. And mm-hmm. it, the earliest is like 1915, and it's some great. It's, it's great stuff. And there was one director, Oscar Malou, with the X at the end, good French name. Yeah. He made a film uh, in response in 1920 to Birth of a Nation, and uh, uh-huh. it was good. It was like, oh, look at the butts! Look at the look butts. at the butts! Sorry, I was talking about. It. Let's get to the butts. TNA. Uh, we're going to see the shadow of more camera equipment. They have like a. <laughs> you can see the the shadow of the cameraman's hand as he tried to reach for these butts. What a different culture it was, you know? Yeah. They'd have a nightclub with the floor show. So you would get a tuxedo. You would own a tuxedo to go and watch some uh, can-can. Well, everyone owned a hat. Everyone owned a suit jacket. You didn't. That's what you wore, suit jacket. Uh, excuse me, Taylor. I would like to alter my tuxedo. I am uh, going to the opera. Oh, all right. So let me remove your hooch jet, uh, pocket, your money band pocket. See, today when you go to the tailor, they do custom work and stuff. But back then, like there's a tailor on this block, there's a tailor on that block. Right. You'd pop in for what's equivalent to our 50 cents. You'd have a button stitched on. Like it was a different time. Huh. Everyone would go out somewhere, even if that meant the baseball park. Like somewhere, if you were going out shopping at Macy's, you would get on your 
jacket. Right, but, you would, but I'm, I'm talking about moments you need a tuxedo in the 1930s. To legal gambling. Yes. Uh, speakeasies, I guess. Well, prohibition's over, but okay. <laughs> uh, World War I uh, meetings. <laughs> oh, that was the 1910s. <laughs> Yeah, you're, oh, 36, Hitler's uh, just, just getting born here. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, actually, I, I have to mention, I know that today is on the 24th of uh, February, it, are the Oscars yeah. today. And one of the yeah. films that got nominated is a live documentary called, uh, live at the, uh, fuck, what was it? Madison Square Garden. It was like live at Night at the Garden. And it's a seven-minute uh-huh. film, and it's available online, I believe, nightatthegarden.com. And okay. it's about an American Nazi rally that was held in Madison Square Garden. It was filmed. Wow, that's fascinating. And it's just the footage of it. It's, it's in Night you know, a at giant, the Garden. Thank you. Where can a, I find that? I believe it's. they have the domain name. We'll, we'll, I'll type it up at the end of this movie. Uh, okay. But I believe it's the nightatthegarden.com. I'll, I'll, I'll look at it right now. Uh, okay. And they have the full seven minute of the movie, which is one of the shortest uh, documentaries to be nominated for the Oscars. Mm. Since the 30s, I think. But yeah, it's uh, it had. They have apparently there's a. It's giant, a vine. It's a what? No, no, it's, it's a, a vine. Uh, it's a it's a vine, right? It's a seven second like, documentary. Yeah, but I mean, in documentaries, like it's multiplied. It's seven minutes, not seven seconds. All right, I'm typing this, Carl. I and. So what's going on here is we're just establishing that Lucky is a jerk. The and gangster. You owe me money. Okay, also, we're expecting that Molly it's, is in cahoots with them. So I just want to follow up. If you go to anightatthegarden.com, you will see a Vine posting, I believe it's Vine, of the entire seven-minute film, which is nominated for Best Documentary Short Subject for today's Oscars. <laughs> okay. And if you want to see other like free full-length movies, when it comes to the Oscars, sometimes you can find a generous site that hosts the animation shorts, especially after mm-hmm. the Oscars are over. And so you could, you know, and maybe you could find some of the other shorts stuff that you, that just might post for free, you know, from last year on online. So keep your eyes peeled if you give a shit. You know where I found some really good shorts um, at, at Goodwill. They were the three bucks. Oh, that's nice. Slightly used. Slightly used, but yeah. nobody was going to check me out, you know. <laughs> Irregulars, I'll say. <laughs> Irregulars, you should see the shape of my ball sack. So yeah. here we have um, the first time that she's duped. She's, they're going to now pretend to make her win. He's like, oh, I am the owner of it. He winks at the guy. He goes, why don't you bet on the double zeros? Double zeros, what's that? And she wins. Oh, they rigged it. Right, and she's going to, like, be up $5,000. Uh-oh. But you see, they are going to get her down, so she owes and in deep water, so husband can't know, and then she's going to work for them. Oh, really? Like paint houses? Yeah, like uh, doing... Ooh, hang on, hang on, shut up. She's got to get her money out of her garter. <laughs> Holy fuck. Gratuitous. <laughs> no, no. It's, no, it's 1936. It isn't 1890. No, I'm sorry, Carl. She lifted her dress up. She had a silk stocking on. And when she proceeded to put her hand down with money, this stuff's on video now on the 21st century. Thoroughly modern Millie. Oh, I love thoroughly modern Millie. You know what I like about her? It's her consistency. She's thoroughly modern. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Oh, the things, the things they do today is so racy. Have you ever heard of yeah. her counterpart? Totally old school militant. <laughs> if you ever saw the video Anaconda, with uh-huh. me, you know, with, with what's her name, then like, if those people saw it. It's like, sorry, Molly and uh, Millie, you know, thoroughly modern Billy. Sorry, you're not a whore. Wait till you see our generation. I don't think I've ever seen Anaconda or Anaconda's the sequel. Okay, so I don't mean that. I mean there's a video of a song by. Sir Mix a lot. My anaconda. <laughs> well, she certainly does mix a lot, but no. Uh, oh, J Lo's. No. She was. Uh, she was one of those people on Wait, did, American Idol. Did Did May just lose all the money? An easy life. They get jealous of their man. Okay, and no. Then. We're back in the future, and uh, again, the <laughs> district attorney saying douchey things. I suspect, suspect now that you're in this alternative future, you should check out Biff Tannen's museum. <laughs> Remember Devo? They used to, they had the album with Spuds, and it was that great album with like, um, I am Cowboy Kim, Cowboy Kim, I am. It was Peekaboo album. Oh, Peekaboo, sure. On the front cover, there was a potato spud, and they were in those. You could only see their bust. Right. With the shoulders, remember? <sighs> That's what she's wearing, that what that circular thing. Yeah. She's missing the, the flower pot on her head. Yeah, right. Yeah. The dog bowl. I have cowboy can. You're right. She's not Devo. Is she not? Well we she is Devo. She is <laughs> She is not Devo. D E V O. <laughs> she is not. Oh man, Devo would be good about now. Let's call Devo so pretend we're a corporation. Can you do a uh, corporate gig for us? <laughs> okay. M- Mike Mothersborough or something? Mark Mothersborough. Like, yeah, he does rug rats and he's oh, a yeah. sound guy nowadays. Yeah, I think he could take a ribbing from us. I'm sure he could go home to his <laughs> vault of coins and not worry about us. Peekaboo! Do you hear of Devo 2.0? It was like a Disney uh, records release of kids singing Devo songs where they changed the words. And they changed the words even. Yeah. It's a beautiful world and it's for me. (laughs) For me. For me. It's a beautiful world. And for me. Nice to be alive. (laughs) I think the other one. You know, Carl, I remember hanging out listening to Devo with you at Gerald Place in New Jersey. And mm-hmm. we were you were reenacting the song about there was a poem from ancient Rome. Oh, right, right, right. That was uh, freedom of choice. Yeah. <laughs> you were reenacting the, the poem dog. was about a dog who found two bones and he licked the one, he licked the other, and then he went crazy because he couldn't decide which bone he wanted, so he went insane. Right. And dropped it. And he dropped it. Yeah, you okay, reenacted now it. Now what Molly's doing. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's just yeah. such a plot point. Molly is now calling up all her whores and saying, you're on call tonight. And on call. Yeah. And it was um, like, this is 13 checking in. 13, you have an appointment at 1030. So now we see that Molly's really a two-faced bitch, man. She's like pretending to be this lady's friend and hooking her into gambling so she can get herself another whore. Oh, oh Molly's no. game. Yup. they've invited May to a boxing match and they have 
rigged it so that the owner of the club, Lucky, who she'd go on to kill, just happens to be sitting in the next seat. Oh, what a coincidence. We're bumping into each other. Lucky you. And it's a, it's a wrestling match. It's not boxing. This is class here. Hey, yeah, that's right. This is much classy. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. mankind. Oh, oh. that was <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah, oh yeah, that is some... That's not even 1950s box. Oh, what a... Clearly we were watching stock footage, right, as you know. Yeah. But what's funny is this film became stock footage. Oh. Uh, Let's see here. This was uh, in a movie... Hmm. Where is it? Where is it? Well, they do have a lot of extras in the background. I finally found it. There's a movie called uh, Teenage in 1944, and it was another exploitation film by the same, like, group of people. And so this footage, like, ended up in there. Like, just shots of a gambling club, shots of a... How funny. A speaking... Uh, that's the wrong word, but... Uh, Flues a gin joint. A legal yeah, gin joint. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, a, like, a all these house. backgrounds. And so did these actresses end up in it, just like... Like a guy walks in the long. room and he looks to his left, and then we see a shot of gambling with souls. Then he looks to his right and we see a <laughs> shot of cowboy sleeps souls. tonight. A JDK production. Yeah, man, wrestling. Now, I'm sorry to interrupt you. She's got slipped a Mickey here. Oh, she's drinking that orange punch. Ooh. Yeah, she's really feeling her drink right now. Oh, she's boy. getting all happy. So she's going to lose money while they had to throw a Mickey in her drink and get her to gamble? Now, look, see, she's coming home. We've all been there. Coming yeah, home after loopy. a big night of drinking. You just uh, feel good. Yeah. in the house. What a great wrestling match. You get out some fried chicken that's cold from the fridge. You turn <laughs> on some stupid cruise movie. Nom, nom, nom. I like to take the cold pizza crust and dunk it in the leftover coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like Nothing better of, than well. Yeah. I don't know why you no no. You have to have hot steaming coffee, but leftover pizza is a, okay. Look at her, man. She da, is high da, as da, a kite. Da, 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 da. At least they don't have this song when she takes her clothes off. Now the truth is, this does nothing for our plot. And uh, what was the big oh, thing they gained stickler. from getting her like high on morphine? What was the thing they gained? Well, it's just gets that we dance. can see a girl get undressed. Well, yeah, you know, I guess morphine has his. <laughs> Advantages, right? Good old yep. morphine. See, I like morphine for other Holy fuck. She just took her dress off. Yeah. And yeah. if you're a fiend, you take that, you're going to be more fiend. Now, I guess uh, she, you can't see. my. Pr- the print is so bad, it kind of almost looks like she's naked in a way. I think she's topless. I'm going to go call it. I just think maybe she, the projection is not drooled on topless. Her. She's not. She's, she's not wearing not like a top. skin. But she's, she's supposed to be topless? Wait. She is top. No, she is not topless. She's wearing some kind of clam bra that doesn't have a strap. The censors were never allowed. Fuck the censors. They weren't around in 1936. This is a yes, moral film. Were. Carl. They're all over the internet, and my research was this was this was the 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 censors immediately hated She's wearing this, a bra, and it got it got relegated to grindhouses. Oh no. Do you mean your grandfather jerked off to this film? <laughs> the old grindhouse? Whoa, she disappeared. Whoa, the projectionist took that shot. That's the Star Trek uh, 
you know, she beamed up. That's yeah, she beamed Star up. Trek. Now that's when connection. the projectionist cuts the sexy stuff out of the film and keeps it for themselves. Now this actress didn't go on to do much. She was in something called Lightning Strikes West. She wrote it. She was the screenplay nice. writer for it. And in 1950, she was uncredited in Prehistoric Women. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) So in that teenage film, she also appears in there, but she's uncredited. I love the uncredited. There's two people here who are super uncredited. Uh, One is Carolyn, her sister, and we'll talk about her later. Well, tell me more about Teenage Year, because I might want to see it, if it's a film where they cut up other films from a decade ago. Okay, so... Teenage was also from this um, Continental Pictures. It was J.D. Kendis, the guy who produced this. Okay. And <clears throat> it's um, uh, one place says it's 1943, and the another place says it's 1944. And it's basically about a teenager, a girl, of course, who like gets out from under her parents' wing, and when she does, she freak it. She freaks, you know, and does everything. You know, has the bad boyfriend, and um, and the only thing that's the tie to this is there's archive footage. Like, like I said, like the guy would walk in the room and he'd look to the left and he looked to the right. You know, and they just do the whole scene with him standing in the corner as if he was in a gambling club. Now, again, here's another scene that has nothing to do with anything. There's a uh, woman we'll never meet yeah. again. Oh no! And she's taking a call from. She's lounging uh, around the couch uh, in her she's underwear. She's taking a call from Molly about the prostitution stuff. Well, she's on call because she has to stand by the phone and take the call. Exactly right. Yeah, and lie down on the phone. All right, wait for the call. She's like number 14 calling in. It's Hello. Like you can knock off now. Any Johns? No Johns. Bye. Oakley doakley. Click. Wait a minute. I know. Oh, Molly's calling back. Well, no, she's going to call May. She gets an idea like, hey, yes, I got to work it. on this broad, too. Oh, right. Wow, she is pimp hand, hand is strong. As the now, what's going to happen now? She's like, come to the club tonight. We'll have a great time. And she's like, well, I can't. I really don't have any money. And then May's going to go, don't worry about that. I'll give you some money. But oh, Molly said that to May or May said that to Molly? Molly says it to May. Gotcha. Molly, who's tricking May. By the way, this is a letter that says, um, Hi, wife. I went <laughs> away for a while, so if you want to go out and get ill, I won't even know about it. Huh. Mario, thank you for visiting me, but I'm in the other castle. <laughs> Love, Princess Peach. So what happens is May goes to the club, and Molly's like, Oh, well, I didn't mean I would loan you money. I always just get an IOU from the club. And then she'll pretend to be getting one of her own. Oh, but she traps her in and there. May will get into debt. Tonight's the night. And then she has to become a prostitute. Yes. Uh, it takes a little more. It's a rocky road, but that's where it leads. And then she kills Lucky. And then the worse, she gets caught. Oh, look at the dresses she are nice. She kills Lucky and totally gets caught. You'll see why she kills Lucky. She's motivated. Now, so we've seen Lucky wear a tuxedo at the wrestling match. 
You're telling me that's the same tuxedo yeah. he wears right now? He's wearing right now? Yeah. But people back in this day would re-wear the same clothing all the time because they didn't have money for a bunch of suits. Now, Lucky, I'm sure, has seven suits, one for each day because he's a successful business. Well, you need one for the illegal casino. You need one for the rest- right. indoor wrestling The match. boxing. The outdoor boxing. Uh, then you need the a lawn party. Lawn party. So you need like a tuxedo. You're right, for every occasion. And there's there's a formal at the school dance. <laughs> He's chaperoning. He doesn't realize that his daughter's dating Peter Parker. Wait a minute. I'm the vulture. <laughs> that means what? <laughs> that weakling. How come Peter Parker, like all the criminals are friends with him, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, the Green Goblin. Like Green Goblin, that's the one we're thinking of, but there there are other examples. Oh, the, venture, uh, the Vulture and the la- and the last live action one, and then the cartoon movie, uh, his uncle is a bad guy. Not the spoiler Not movie. Uncle Ben. No, 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 this is a different uncle. Into the Spideyverse. Um, I always loved the way, like, Uncle Ben was in Spider-Man. Then he dies in the very first episode, but the guy was smart. He used his fame, and he launched that thing of rice. Oh, that's right. Uncle Ben, he, he sold out, I would say. I don't blame him for selling out. He, he, was, he was killed off in the first episode. I remember an old National Lampoon joke. What's white and crawls up your legs? <laughs> what? Uncle Ben perverted rice. Perverted. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. So Uncle Ben, yeah, he uh, he sold out. His last wish was to get a deal selling rice, box rice to people. Oh well, here we are. Hello, we're all smiles. This is before the the loss. Well, she's still winning again. As a matter of fact, she's up thousands. I kind of don't understand. It's. I think they just want the film to go on because it's time to. Now's not the time to. They already did this to her. She should have realized it was a sting when they when they people were walking around going do 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 do. Oh my God! This whole gambling operation is a sting. You got sting in reverse though, because oh really? Yes. Setting up and capturing. Well, did you ever see the movie The Sting? I did see the movie. The, oh, well, that was not... A, oh, oh, you're right. I mean, I guess I'm thinking only of a police sting. Right. Uh, the sting was a rip... Yeah, you're right, of course. Well, wait a minute, I was thinking of the sting, too. That was Oceans 2. That was Oceans 2. I was, oh, no, I'm, I was thinking of uh, the sting 2, the sequel, which is where they did it again. Um, who was Robert Redford's partner? Was it Paul Newman? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it was Oceans 2. There were two of them. So what we're learning here is she won a lot, and she got her own car, and she had nice dresses, and now she's finally going to lose. Uh, here's the roulette wheel. Wheel of misfortune. Did you see that Fitchburger? Yeah. Yeah, Carl and I had a. Oh, Carl ran uh, had a great public Everybody access. Everybody knows. Show. You always backstory it for those first time listeners. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm listen to the background of this. So she's she lost it all. 
Yeah, that's right. All right, just got to get a drink, clear my head, rub my hand against my head, shake it off. Yeah. Oh, she's an actress. She really oh, is. I'm going to snarl. Uh-oh, I regret. Nodding in regret. She Here's would go another. on to be in Prehistoric Women, 1950. Uncredited as the old crowed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really the sister Carolyn who shines as uncredited. She has no credits except for this one in which she has a credit. Okay, so now it's going to happen. Now she's going to be in front of uh, Lucky Wilder and Oh Money. And also, she's going to realize for the first time, May is a backstabbing skunk. Wait. I'm here because May tricked me. Molly tricked her. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Yes, Molly, yeah. Molly. You're getting these two you know what, flappers I know what you confused. Why? Molly's you know game. why. And there's May. Well, actually, uh, my daughter's middle name is May as well, Molly May. You're kidding! No. So wow. I named it after the two stars of uh, Gambling with Souls. I named my daughter that. This is why I believe in Jesus. Coincidences like this, they just can't be. That you would do a movie with the same name, it's too impossible. Uh, or there's limited combinations of everything. You wanted uh, to see my boobs? Yes, please, yes, come please in. bring them in. Sit them down. Sit them down. Oops, dropped a pencil. So now Lucky is going to play it cool. He's like, oh, so you owe me $10,300. How would you like to pay? <laughs> oh, well, let me just, yikes. <laughs> Do you accept diner card club? You could give me a check now, or we could arrange to pick up payment tomorrow. <laughs> and she's like, I don't have that kind of money. I have. And he goes, oh, yeah. Hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You just see in his face, he goes, hmm, you don't. I'm pretending I didn't expect you to say that. Hmm. <laughs> what a sly dog. I have a, can I, can I give you my clout.com points? No, I'm sorry. Your clout.com points are no, are worthless here. <laughs> what about my Groupon? So what he's saying now is, don't worry, I'll just go get it from your husband. He's a doctor, right? And oh, she's like, what, uh, uh, uh. oh no, the shame! Oh, here comes the yeah. story again of the husband, because the husband's a story. Yep. <clears throat> she it's disgraced her husband. The husband, right? Well, I would just say, good. Tell that fucking loser I fucking got ripped off by you fuckers, right? I mean, <laughs> is oh, honey, I'm glad we were able to repay the man who put me through prostitution. <laughs> Well, she hasn't yet. She hasn't oh. yet. Here comes Molly's to smooth her up. Right. What's the matter? I've lost $10,000. And you know I can't pay any such sum as that. Oh, don't worry about it. Here. Take a drink. Yeah. Drink and shuffle the way. You always yeah. do. It's not hey. Mickey this time. You know that million-dollar tailor? He's wild about you. Why don't you let him take you out? I didn't introduce the character Million Dollar Tailor. He'd lend you well, I uh, see there were tailors around here. I'm not far off. So he's, yeah, right. We talked about tailors, right? Yeah. And this, I guess he does well in his business. He's a million dollar tailor. <laughs> he tailors millions of dollars. Okay, so there's this character, and we he's met him, and they were he was at the lawn party and stuff, and his name is Mr. Taylor, and they call him a million dollars. So his, his name is Million his, Dollar Taylor. Oh, I got you. 
He's not really, his occupation is not a tailor. It's just his name is Taylor. That's right. His and first name is Taylor or his last name tailors. is Taylor? Hang on a sec. What's first that? name Taylor or last name Taylor? Last name Taylor. He's Mr. Taylor. Oh, wow. Million Dollar Taylor. Million Dollar Taylor. I mean, I think he's primed for a comeback, a name like that. Million oh, Dollar I Taylor? Know. I want you to meet your date, May Miller the Killer. <laughs> and in this corner, Million Dollar Taylor. Oh. Hanging in at 200 oh. British pounds. Didn't they have the movies back in 1936? I mean, were your only choices indoor wrestling, outdoor boxing, and gambling? For <laughs> yeah. entertainment? No, but, I mean, there was, uh, you could go to see a Broadway-type show. I mean, okay. Oh, so here we go. You can see a- this show. Hey, oh, I'm the old-timey crooner. And I'm here to croon to you To the side of my mouth with a megaphone I'm crooning to you Oh, you're crooning Crooning to me See, all you have to do is sit through two hours of this show Until something inspired happens She's out of here Now she's going to have a car crash Because she's so... Distraught or drunk again? Drugged out? Well, I guess she is drunk. Uh, she always seems to be, but... Wasn't she doing morphine? She has a car for She's fucked up, dude. Yup. <laughs> Here we are, next scene. I've heard that word before. Don't ever pin your face on luck. It's dangerous. Oh, you just feel like that because... Is that the nurse is having a smoke? Oh, no, she's playing on makeup. Uh, no, this is, this is Carolyn, the sister. Oh, this is your, your she's, girlfriend. She's the one who's, like, uncredited in every role. Maybe she took her name off this movie. Ever put money ahead of happiness. Oh, baloney. You have money and you've been having a swell time. She's good. <laughs> she's the young... Don't make the mistakes that I did, darling. Oh, nothing. I guess I'm just upset. Well, honey, you can't upset um, me. I just want you to know, in 1930, Carolyn was on in Paramount on Parade um, huh. as Chorus Girl. <laughs> but th- those are tough jobs. I mean, that's a that's a pretty professional thing. Yeah, well, that was just the beginning role for her, that kind of extra thing. She went on in 1931 to be in Little Caesar oh. as nightclub patron. Wasn't she like uh, pizza patron number four? Yeah, she was Little Caesar Caesar. patron. Yeah, pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. Little Caesar Caesar. And roll him. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Oh, he's so funny on set. He's always saying pizza and then pizza. Oh, he's great. But you know what? That spear that he's holding, sometimes it hits me in the eye, and I'm like, I just want to get a slice from it. Have you ever Check stuck? This out. Check this out. All right. Success finally came to Carolyn. Okay, in 1933, when she appeared in the movie you know so well, King Kong. Oh, she favorite? <laughs> As New York theater goer. Oh, come on, Carl. This is, that's a good movie. I'm here to see a giant ape on stage because the boxing match has been canceled. <laughs> please, I, please sorry. Do, not, uh, do not disturb the beast. 
Uh, excuse me, can you uh, adjust my tuxedo? I'm going to see a giant ape handcuffed to on stage on Broadway. Listen, mister, my name is Mr. Taylor. I'm not an actual tailor, right? <laughs> yeah. Your million dollars is no good here. I already got a million dollars. Right. <laughs> oh, your million dollar tailor. Listen, would you have my slack? <laughs> okay, so now they're plotting, and what they're doing is they're giving million dollar tailor who finances them a little gift, and it's her for the night. Oh, that's the gift. Yep. Because there's honor among thieves. This movie is missing like Charles, Charles. They need like Charles Bronson or uh, Jason Statham or Bruce Willis as like I'll protect you. You know, That's like right. the, the driver. I guess that formula hadn't been. No, there was no avenging angel, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> guy to save the prostitute movies. So now the husband is like, okay, because you crashed your car, the man's gonna. They want to. Oh, it's not that scene. Excuse me. Now she's telling the good news that he's won a trip to Chicago. Not one. He's been invited to a conference where he's going to talk about his new brain surgery technique. Seriously. Oh. And she's like, oh, great. A trip away is just what I need right now. And then he goes, no, no, no. You're not coming. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, that's terrific. Are you taking a rocket there? Honey, I'm a brain surgeon, not a rocket scientist. (laughs) <laughs> that joke yeah okay but this frees her up tonight to go out with million dollar Taylor so there they are having oh, a nice yeah, drink yeah. On I hope you enjoyed it this drink I didn't roofie it god a lot of movies we watch people get Mickey's in their drinks yeah she got you know the thing is she got slipped a Mickey but it, all, it made her high like she was right. happy the whole night she, she, like, she so could wait to take her clothes off it wasn't malicious. Huh. Things were different back then. This is such a different world, Carl. You're so right. I can't imagine this <laughs> nightclub. I can't imagine uh, King Kong on stage. I can't imagine any of this shit. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Get to see Giant Ape, eighth wonder of the world. Oh, there's only seven wonders of the world, yeah, mister. Not, a, not, not anymore. Checked out the local news. Extra, extra. Mid-afternoon yeah, edition. Say, word on the street is you've got an eighth wonder. Step right <laughs> this way, pal. Yeah. Well, what's it to you, pal? You <laughs> kind of an eighth wonder lover? What oh. are you, one of them wonder lovers? <laughs> what do you call <laughs> Oh, I just think Pico, Matu Pico is lovely. That's all. Yeah. Don't yeah. get sore now. Uh, who doesn't marvel at a pyramid? Okay, buddy, okay. I'm just kind of messing your chops. What, you got beef, pal? (laughs) The eighth wonder of the world in this... Yeah. Yeah, it's the real Mickey now. Million Dollar Taylor says, I'll loan you $1,000. Why don't you come by my apartment? I have lots of cash there and we'll pick it up. So she says, okay. And he gets there and says, here. I want another friend, a broker friend. Huh. to try to get me to invest in a refrigerating plant. Interesting. I wasn't interested. This is foreplay back then. <laughs> well, this isn't... In a second, it's going to go down. So, yeah, this is Oh, wait, foreplay. she is drugged out. There she is. Uh-oh. Oh, oh boy. 
You know the director did that to say it's a sloppy story. Look at her, man. She's really. Yeah, she's unconscious and he's kissing her. Well, there you go. A little trigger warning on this film. She's just like, it's like some sort of morphine thing. She's just like. Oh, so, so she's she, like, no, no, but it's going to be yes. She's got her husband. Oh, here's a silhouette yeah. of it. Oh, and then we get to see the gown get tossed. Oh, something gets shoe. dropped on the floor. Waiting for oh, the other shoe to drop. That's a bra. That's her bra. Hey, yo. Yep. Um, Any hose? Any hose? Yeah, another Any hose. That's the right arm. What else? She has Bracelet. Those, she's a two-legged girl. Here we go. Full oh. shoulder nakedness. Yeah, above the shoulder nakedness. Uh oh, here comes the dress on the floor. And three, two. Boom. Ooh, panties. Yeah. You can tell from the skin marks on it. Oh, silhouette. That's her slip. Oh. She's fired? Yeah, here's your pink slip. You dropped your pink slip. Don't give me that pink slip. Here's your severance point. Uh, he's wearing his assault uh, tuxedo. Yeah, she's out of it. She's... By laying prone, that implies a missionary... Oh, she just, she just had sex. Yeah. E, unconsensual. Well, she knew what was happening. I guess. Now look, this no. is a good day for her. Good day for her because she comes down to I've get to pay one thousand dollars out of debt. That's great. Only nine thousand. Can you imagine if that ten thousand dollars was nineteen thirty-six money? That would just yeah. wait a minute. Yeah. Ten thousand now. Uh, $1,000 in 1966 is $10,000 today, so... Wow, $100 million. Well, no, because it didn't... It wasn't until 1970 that the... Inflation flew. Yeah. It's just, you used but to still, see... This movie cost a nickel back then to watch, and to make. Not to watch, to make. <laughs> yeah. So now he's saying... Um, you know, okay, just like you said, okay, uh, that's a thousand dollars. You still owe me nine. And she's like, I don't have it. So he goes, look, million dollar Taylor's a good friend of mine. I know what you did last night. We can easily tell your husband that you cheated. Oh no, not the husband. The movie spots coming back again. This poor husband spurned. Look at Molly. Molly, she's just smoking. You're going to take orders from Molly now. Look at, she realizes Molly's the one who tricked her. She set it up. I was a lure, a bait, a chip. You're right. That's what happens right now. Oh, oh, I was chum. I was bait. I was a wiggling worm on a hook. I was another. And of the sort. I was meant to purchase this. talking to the husband. I wanted to tell you. I hated those phone calls. I couldn't see you hurt. I was afraid it would ruin your career. Dr. Horror. Dr. Husband of a Hooker. You see her uh, acting. You can tell why she went on to prehistoric women. (laughs) Is his name Dr. Frank? And people would introduce him, Carl, as Dr. Frankenhooker. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Frankenhooker. Now, Carolyn was a great star. She went on to do a movie in 1940, Stardust, as Autograph Seeker. <laughs> you just... <laughs> autograph. Do I get a line? No, no line. No, no, no. Uh, 
I believe. I can't say, would you please give me your autograph? No, it's implied. It's implied. Got your book. It's implied. So, all right, and action. I said action. Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for the star to give me uh, for me to ask for my autograph. No, you ask him for the autograph. Okay, now check it out. Now check it out. We are no longer in a nice swanky club. No, this is like a. We're in a crappy place, and Carolyn is kind of slumming it. Oh, Carolyn, the sister. The sister. She dancing. Well, no, she's just totally, without explanation, out with a bunch of scumbag people. Huh. There she is. Hey! Come on. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Let me back up. There's our hero, May, as a call girl, and she's out with some guy who's like a scumbag in a scumbag club, and she's going to bump into Carolyn. Is she going to say, sis, how can you do this? Right. Okay, here we go. Okay, so this is a weird thing. This undescri- Listen to the sound. I'm be a fan dancer out there in Florida, show. I'm a fan dancer fan, you know. Oh, really? Looks like George Bush. Yes, don't do that. I had measles when I was three years old. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> what? Yeah, it sounds like uh, George W. and his wife. Laura. This is a hooker, and she's trying to hook, and this guy's just like a, a what's the word? Rube. He's, a, he's uh, like a he's, not yeah, a fish. He's off the farm, yeah. Yeah. He's a hayseed. Yeah, he's a hayseed. That's right. He's a rubeski. He's going to rube one out. Hey, what are you doing with my hat there? Let's listen. He's okay. such an idiot. Let's you listen. like the hat? Uh-huh. Uh, well, you give me your address, and I get home, I'll send you a couple. I have a couple old ones up in the head. Uh-huh. Well. Yeah, geez, don't do that. Now she runs away with Say, her for no reason. You gotta chase her. Right into the bedroom. Hey, wait. Well, there. this is back where Hello, it's all Hello. 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 Oh, they're playing the hat game. There's the mic. Yeah. It's done already. What I don't get is, like, does that count as, like, uh, it's not a sin if the prostitutes force you into the room, right? Well, they, yeah, they corralled her back there. I don't know why. Okay, so once again, we're in a scummy place, and so now we're going to have a cat fight. From sister to sister. And then they make a joke because the guy's like, we're going to ruin the joint with this joint's reputation. <laughs> That's a good one. This place is so bad. Ladies and gentlemen, we now present Lucky's Open Mic, hosted by Mike Spiegelman. Thank you. Thank you. And I also want to thank Carl for not accepting the uh, host gig, allowing me to. <laughs> you suck. Okay, now, um, the doctor... Her husband, oh. for some reason, is going to end up at this club. Maybe he was called there. I'm not sure how he gets there. Huh. But he's going to show up, and it's not going to be pretty. She's pretty wasted. Oh, boy. Have a drink, though. She's like a zombie. Yeah, she hates her life. I mean, she's going through it like a, right, like a zombie. Well, her soul. She has no soul now. She's 
They ga- she gambled with it. Yeah, listen, if there's a movie called Gambling with Souls, I expect the fucking devil front and center taking souls. I don't want this whimsical, like, oh, it was just an analogy about gambling. souls. Yeah. Okay, now our little whore goes into a room. <laughs> uh-huh. The same room we've seen and before. the guy, I guess, bangs her in there. I don't know why. I think this is where she's waiting to get... One beer. Bang. One milk. Oh, wait. Okay. But this is what it is. Molly, when she became a whore, she had the decency to just run away from home and de- not trick her husband behind. Oh, I see. Okay. So Carolyn is looking for her sister with the husband. Oh, so now they just seated themselves in the CD uh, club with well, the hotel upstairs. For some reason, Molly and Lucky came in. I don't know why. They would be at their club doing their work. Why are they here? Look. Whoa. Says, I have a brand new girl to dance for you. Hello. Oh, dancing girl. Dancing girl. Dance. I got the crew to you. I see you <laughs> dancing at the local gin joint. She's not dancing, though. She's putting her legs... You know what I mean? She's doing yeah. gymnastics. But she's, like, lifting her legs up. And uh, I've been trying to pause it, but... Now look, that Lucky is giving Carolyn the eye and making her very uncomfortable. Huh. He's wearing a tux for this, too. Yeah. And I bet you it's freshly laundered. He's a rich businessman. Oh, look yeah. Look at my butt, she says. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. Everyone. Uh, She's being pat, carried pat, away pat, leg pat. by leg. Oh, Yay. I can see under her I dress. Am good, I am a stereotype. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Jester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for is <laughs> in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. 
but we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Mm -hmm. Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show. One of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Well, hey there, 
San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside you can find counter offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. This is Tusha Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my...